Hello and welcome to UNE Game Society Radio on Tune FM 106.9. I am your host, Chris. I'm Blake. I'm Adam. And I'm Joe. And what do we have to talk to you about tonight? Well, there's quite a bit that happened, even just over the last couple of days. I mean, when we were out at, um, was it Lennox Head over the weekend? Lennox Head, that's the one. We were there with the, a few other committee members from around the UNE committee sphere of like clubs. And there was the big Pokemon Direct over the weekend, which for a while left a few people quite nervous due to the catch line of the, one of the big events being, Let's go, Sinnoh! And every Pokemon fan waiting for the Diamond and Pearl remakes went, Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. Luckily, they actually gave us the remakes and not Let's go, Sinnoh. Uh, I've been waiting for Gen 4 remakes for ages. I, like, I've, after playing Let's Go, if they tried to do that kind of casual play again on the Sinnoh remakes, I probably would have tried to skip it and I would have been crying in the corner. Yeah, like, even if they just put in, like, the catching mechanics, I wouldn't have minded so long as it keeps, like, the competitive aspect, though I'm not very big on competitive. And I've actually had a few disagreements with a friend of mine who is about the decrease in Pokemon's quality due to becoming less competitive in how the game is actually structured. Like, I had a prolonged discussion with Hayden about um, Zacian and Zamazenta from Gen 8 and how... um, Which one's the sword doggo? Is that Zacian? It's the blue one. Zacian, yeah. yeah. (laughs) Zacian, yeah. Or Zacian. I don't know you say. It's, It's all debatable in Pokemon names. Yeah. Well... It's got a ridiculously high attack spat, attack stat, (laughs) and a really high speed stat, and a really good typing, which makes it terrifying to actually fight against in the competitive meta. And Hayden was having a bit of a rant about it after I told him to look at the stats. I think it's very hard for Pokemon to continue because you've obviously got the dedicated fans that have been there since day one of the days of, like, you know, Pokemon Red, Pokemon Yellow. And you've got fans who have joined all the way throughout the series, and yeah. they're still trying to keep it to an extent that, you know... I know, like, when Pokemon Red was released, if you were, like, a 10-year-old kid, it would be a lot harder to try and complete the game properly, whereas if you're 10 years old now and you're playing Sword and Shield, they've made it... They've had to make it kind of friendly for everyone, but at the same time accessible to the new generation. Yeah. And the fact that it seems that these days games are going away from that story-driven mode and more to kind of just... Have fun, have fun in the world. Yeah. You know, exploring. Yeah. Like, one thing I've had with like people saying Pokemon's getting easier, I disagree to a degree because I watched my sister try and play Gen 7 and she was consistently asking for my help just to get through the first few trials. It's less that Pokemon's gotten easier and more that it's gotten more accessible and the people who rant about it being easier have been playing since red, blue, and green. And they have all the button memory in this. Yeah, and they know how to make a competitively viable team, which is not what the story is designed for. It it definitely is, like, a situation like that, but I think there there is that argument for Gen 4. I do remember it being, like, a lot more pedantic in the story mode, having a lot more to it almost, a lot more content Mm. to go through. Yeah, that kind of like dropped off after five, I think. I think um, Sun and Moon, I thought, was actually quite a well-paced game. And yeah. it was quite unpopular for the way they kind of changed it, got rid of the gyms, put in trials. Ultra was a little less so, but I can agree with U- that. Ultra was like, like black and white too, you know. It's just a generation that they decided to do a sequel for for some reason. Yeah, well, Ultra wasn't really a 
a sequel. It was mostly the same story with a little extra and an actual endgame thing. Yeah, I mean, um, I think playing original Sun and Moon, I tried to go through it as quickly as possible, and obviously it's like you do hit that wall at a point where you do actually have to, you know, do a bit of grinding on the game, and that's good because it, mm. it, it's just proof that it isn't really, really easy. Yeah. I think for Sword and Shield, um, the way they ended up with the wild area, it became really easy to get kind of transfixed in there, and your team was overleveled for the entire thing, and you just swept every <laughs> everyone. I yeah. uh, fell into that category very yeah. quickly. <laughs> I was reading a um, a critique on the game about that, and I think the guy misunderstood the concept of level grinding because he played the wild area as the game expected him to, and went into the first gym with level forties. That, uh, that, was the, it, that was the weird thing with level, like the open area, because they made a massive thing of it. And the first time I was there, I was like, wow, this is really good. But then the first thing I ran into was like an overleveled Onyx that I couldn't catch. So <laughs> my only option was to kill it. And then your Pokemon does up, you know, 15 levels, and it's just a lot easier to just walk forward from that point. Yeah. Mm. But hey, it means if you want to pick up a Pokemon you missed in the early routes and level it up to be viable for late game story missions. You can just go slap an onyx in the face. Yeah, I mean, I guess you could also, arguably, you know, that's why the the community of Pokemon introduced things like Nuzlocks and, you know, Wonderlocks and things like that, just to kind of say, right, we're going to limit how well you can just get your level 100 starter really quickly to just run the entire game. Yeah. But anyway, I think we're going to be off, to- uh, off topic from that direct that we were talking about. <laughs> yeah. And obviously they had the... Pokemon Legends Arceus, right? Yes, that, up. that is looking to be really good. It, it does have that kind of Breath of Wild feel. And I think they even copied one of the trailer camera shots, the um, yeah. over-the-shoulder pan out over the valley shot. <laughs> I, I was kind of, I'm really impressed, and I'm intrigued to see how it works, because I was looking at the catching mechanics for it, and in the trailer there's like, your character's crouching in the grass, and you're throwing a Pokeball at the Shinx that's on the game. And I'm just curious as to see, like, how they kind of work. So obviously, they've showed the battle mechanics as well, so that's there. But they've also got kind of, like, the catchy mechanics, as you'd expect, from, like, the anime or, you know, having your own mm. RPG. Yeah. I'm certainly looking forward to checking it out. Mm. And if you're interested in what starter you're picking, they don't have an opinion <laughs> on that yet. Um, I like that <laughs> it's actually none of the Sinnoh starters, because... That makes sense if it's like the early colonizers of the Sinnoh region. Uh, yeah, for context, the starters are now, what was it? Cyndaquil, uh, Rowlet, and Oshawott. Rowlet, Oshawott, yeah. It's, it's an interesting choice. I think uh, for Gen 7, I went Rowlet, and you know I went Cyndaquil for Heart Gold, Soul Silver mm. when I played that for the first time. So I'm going to have to go with Rowlet, though. Yeah. I feel Oshaw- like, Oshawott's just straight out of the list for me. Uh, Oshawott's not even in the list. <laughs> I mean,. Oshawott and Duot are pretty good. I'm not a big fan of Samurott's design. Mm. It, the, the designs are a bit weird sometimes, for sure. But yeah. Well, I, I personally so picked I'm Snivy for Gen <laughs> But yeah, um, I, on the trailer as well, they had like the starter Pokemon from that region. There was like Piplups like, at the beach kind of thing. I really like the idea that every area kind of has their kind of Pokemon that you can find almost. And it's kind of, I think it's done better than the wild area was done on Sword mm. and Shield. Well, Sword and Shield is probably the test run to see it pro- if it could function. I think that's what it was. I think, I'm yeah. hoping that it's a lot harder to find what Pokemon spawn where and it's a bit more random. Mm. Because on mm. Sword and Shield, you could easily go onto the wiki and say, right, I need this Pokemon. There's a certain chance of it spawning in this weather. 
and you could just be there at a certain point. I mean, or you could even change the dates on yeah, your you switches to make to sure you'd get it. That will always be the case, just Sadly due to will, how yeah. Pokemon spawning works, and They'd even just in normal RPGs, that's how it works. If you need to farm drops off a certain enemy. You go on the wiki, see where they spawn, when they spawn, and go staunch them. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping that it's, like, a lot less predictable, though. And yeah, I, might, I might stealth the internet so I can book the Pokedex just to kind of go through it at that kind of style. Because mm. mm. it, it seems like it would be a lot... It'll be a different experience. It'll be really enjoyable, I feel. I hope it will be anyway. But I don't want to kind of just rush ahead like I did with Sword and Shield and kind of go, you know what? <laughs> it, it was fun <laughs> for a bit, but now I'm done and I've... I've got the DLCs, and I was waiting so long for them, and now they're out, I haven't even touched them, really. <laughs> yeah, I, I've been meaning to pick up um, Isle of Armor and Crown Tundra, mostly because I want to play around with the Dynamax raid dungeons in um, Isle of Armor when I'm high enough level, because shiny legendaries. I only have one shiny across all my Pokemon games, and my girlfriend bred it for me. I, th- I think that's... It's quite... Like, there's lots of different ways people play Pokemon. Like, I've been shiny on seeing a fair bit on the newer games I've had relatively good success but I didn't find a shiny till Sun and Moon first time around mm. I have never found one it was a gift when I first started um, Omega Ruby a shiny mudkip <laughs> that, that's pretty good though I think oh. like there's a lot more reward to kind of doing it yourself obviously you can get hacks I shouldn't say hacks they're kind of illi- like they're called, they're called gen. Yeah. You can find people who gen mons and say it's not hacking because you can still use them in competitive battle, but you're creating a mon out of nothing, editing its stats on an external software. It's still yeah. kind of it's abusing a, the game mechanics. It's it's, it's the it's same actually thing. It's still really. tournament illegal. Technically, yes, but at the same time, there's just so many people who do it now. Nintendo have gone, you know what? We'll just give everyone the chance to do it. So they've got the golden bottle caps that kind of let you get your Pokemon to that kind of level. You know, perfect yeah. IVs, perfect TVs, really easily changing nature because there was a point where people would just gen to a really good advantage. Yeah. Though we have also been talking about Pokemon for a long time. Does anyone else have something they want to talk about? <laughs> this is not the me and Joel show. <laughs> it's not the me and Joel show. Well, here's the thing. I have played one Pokemon game through to the end, and that was Heart Gold. Pokemon was not a part of my childhood. Well, not much of Heart Gold. <laughs> I played Heart Gold and Pokemon Ranger. That was about that. Jack and Daxter, Ratchet and Clank were more mine. Yeah, the only Pokemons I ever played were Platinum from Gen 4, which I'm sad they're not remaking. Yeah, I hope they will, hopefully. Hopefully Maybe they later will. on, two, two years, years later. down the track. <laughs> yeah. um, black and white, because me and my brother got one of each. And then I jumped straight away to Sword, because I didn't touch the new ones. I think that I didn't get a 3DS for ages, and I think it was almost the dead zone for Omega Ruby when I got onto it. I didn't play X and Y for Yonks either. Both of them are, you know, they're decent games, but it's not really something I was heavily invested in. But, like, I was, you know, lying in bed the other morning and watching that Pokemon, uh, watching, like, the highlights of that Pokemon Direct, and when they did the intro video for Brilliant Diamond and Lodering Pearl, Shimmering Pearl, whatever they call it. Shining Pearl. Yeah, Brilliant Diamond, like, Shining Pearl. The, the music was just, like, that That hit on another level. <laughs> just set oh, shivers memories. down my spine. I know. <laughs> Hmm. But yeah, moving on from Pokemon, uh, anyone, anyone want to offer any suggestions? I could offer a suggestion. How about a music break? <laughs> <laughs> I think a pretty good one. You've been listening to Uni Game Society on 106.9 Tune FM.
you like that, baby? Get it once and I promise you'll be right back, baby. Uh, yeah, tell me how you like that, baby. I'm that moon, girl, you shine so bright. Turn like a firefly. Ooh, girl, I lay your light. Baby, won't you spend the night? Hey, it's so fire, you're fine.
Hello and welcome back to Uni Game Society Radio on Tune FM 106.9. So, um, just heard heard that um, in the last day, last few days, yeah, la- last few days that um, both Xbox Live and PSN have been uh, down for several hours at a time. If anybody's got any insight on how that might have happened, I think it was uh, for me a couple of days ago. Um, I think it was. I might have even been yesterday. I can't even remember, but it was. It was recently, but it was down from like seven o'clock in the morning our time all the way through to about one o'clock in the afternoon. It was a very slow morning for me. That's for sure. <laughs> it's horrendous, isn't it? But you I was just pressing that. refresh on the Xbox status page, like, come on, come on, come on, turn back on, please. But <laughs> apparently there was an issue with like signing in and accounts, and I was logged into my Xbox already, so there was no issues with that. But you know, if you try to sign in on another account, you just pretty much just logged yourself out of Xbox for the five hours that it was gone for. But nothing seemed to be playable anyway. Rip. Yeah. I didn't see any down- outages with um Sony. I was able to run my YouTube through my PlayStation perfectly fine. But then again, if the outages happened while we were at Lennox Head, I literally wouldn't have noticed. <laughs> yeah, I think I read earlier that PlayStation was down for... A- but they've been saying for the last five days there have been problems with the same kind of thing signing trying to load games then maybe maybe there's some kind of attack trying to happen somewhere to throw off consoles for some reason I wouldn't know too but it's, it's, it's interesting that both it's not one sided yeah and definitely when it happened for Xbox it was like a lot of people were joking about how it was how PlayStation's better and then there's reports of the same thing happening on PlayStation and now it's like, <laughs> it's like are you oh. sure about that? <laughs> Didn't they say the exact same thing in the committee meeting earlier? Yeah, probably. 
Because we had like a little mini meeting for stuff, and I made that exact same joke when you were talking about this. Yeah, and then like, I looked it up and was like, oh, PlayStation have had um, outage as well. Unluggy. Oh, Blake's going to have a field day with this one. <laughs> it's like the console wars have. It's. stayed the same because both sides had it. But speaking of the console wars, next generation has really. has <laughs> done nothing to answer your questions on whether or not Xbox or PlayStation is the superior console. I mean, Xbox looks like a fridge. PlayStation looks like a tube of toothpaste. No, it's a Wi-Fi router. Fair enough. Yeah, that's just a modem. No, you've got the mini fridge or the modem. <laughs> yeah. Or the rebranded Xbox. Or if you're looking X- for a computer, one. the KF console. Because that that's going to be a thing. KFC are making a computer that what has a that chicken looked? air fry warmer in it to act as a heat sink. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I wonder if that's from discontinued KFCs. Just like when they just bite the dust, they just put it in the console and say, enjoy the smell of grease while you're playing your games. Yeah. What has the world come to? I mean, it could be pretty Deliciousness, good, Chris. Deliciousness. In your PC. It's like, usually you'd be worried about your computer giving off all the heat and, like, overheating itself and, you know, crashing. But you'd be, you'd but, be pretty disturbed if your, if your PC smelled like chicken after about 20 minutes of use. But you could use... But the KF console, obviously, it uses the heat to cook your chicken or keep it warm. <laughs> I hope you don't actually cook chicken while you play your game. <laughs> it's keeping it warm. It's not cooking it. Oh, that's good. It is not an oven. I haven't no, seen much about it, to be honest. It's just... I've heard about it, but... It's just I a really badly know. done it's, microwave inside the just, computer. Here's a line. I'm not going to cross it into, you know, the KF computer. <laughs> We're good. Yeah, just... You keep your chicken over there. I'm going to keep my keyboard nice and clean and not covered in KFC grease. (laughs) Yeah, that's the thing, isn't it? Though, from what I was watching, I think it was a Game Theory video on the thing. Apparently, using it as a heatsink is actually a really good idea. (laughs) It's going to work a bit like a fridge. (laughs) The back of a fridge is really hot. Yeah. I've seen a lot of weird things with, like, people doing silly stuff with their consoles recently. Like, when the Series X first released, they had, you know, stuff circulated on Twitter about it catching on fire, almost, you know, seeing visible smoke because it was so hot. But it was because people were blowing, like, vape pens into it. And Microsoft had to put out a tweet saying, please do not blow vape pens into your console because it will damage it. Yeah, just, hey, uh, could you not? (laughs) <laughs> they're like, this thing is extinct in Australia, pretty much. Same with the PS5. And, you know, there are yeah. people who are, like, throwing off buildings. Though. You've got it on pre-order, but for how, yeah. for how long? Who's throwing it off buildings? What? Why? I mean, oh, yeah, they'll, you know, for the views. Probably the Mr. Content. Beast. Yeah. Here's the thing. It was probably just a few pieces of plastic they bought to make it look like a PS5. It probably was. And shoved yeah. some spare wiring in it, because no one is sincerely that stupid. I mean, <laughs> You'd like to think... We, you look I, on YouTube and in about five minutes you find a dumbass that'd probably do it. I, I feel like I don't question things lately. <laughs> Not too much. Fair enough, frankly. But it, it is slightly upsetting from an Australian point of view if you haven't got your hands on either the next-gen Xbox or PS5 yet yeah. and you just constantly see it being restocked in America and you're just like, come here, please. Uh, even one, one console. Just get one more person off that pre-order list so you I, get I slightly closer. I just give you my money. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I, I've got mine on pre-order still till I think April, and I'm just gonna keep pushing it back down the line until I can get the money to finish paying for it. And if I run out, yeah, so I tried. You, oh, you have a pre-order, but you haven't <laughs> paid it off yet. It's not paid for, no, because I am as many uni students can resonate with 
pork. <laughs> I mean, if you don't want it, I can always take it off your hands. <laughs> PS5 though, isn't it? Yeah. It's an option. A new console's a new console. It's PS5 though, isn't it, bloke? Yeah, it's PS5. Yeah, you're on an Xbox though. I've got all of them. I'm part of every side, so I can't be in the war. <laughs> Adam plays every side. PC, like, Switch, he's Xbox. He's like, he's like Switzerland. Nintendo, the little boys in this. I'm park, everything. <laughs> Adam, you like Switzerland. <laughs> Play every side at once. Okay. I think I've just found this another topic that you guys talk on. So I was just looking at the Discord when a notification came through on my phone. So Razer have partnered with Five Gum. Oh, I think I know this. <laughs> razor Respawn by Five Gum. How it feels to chew Razor keyboards. What What does that mean? <laughs> Elevate your play with a gum to maintain mental focus <laughs> and reaction time. It's a new Five Gum oh, so that Razor's branded. A it. Five Gum that Razor. Yeah, because they had like, like Xbox Skittles for a while, didn't they? Okay, yeah. so the price is now doubled or tripled for a pack of Five Gum, though. Yep. <laughs> this unique gum combines green tea extract and B vitamins with the invigorating and long-lasting flavors of Five Gum. Every game is a new opportunity. Uh, I believe it said mint. No, mint. I'm saying what flavor? Because five gums garbage. <laughs> so that's uh, a statement. Fair enough. Like, personally, I quite like their um, the watermelon one. Formulated with vitamins and nutrients, long-lasting taste. So what? Taste a wrapper. Come with sugar. Fr- five calories or less per piece. This, this isn't a gum advertising show, by the way. We are not sponsored by either of those companies. But if they would like to sponsor us, we'd happily take money and not <laughs> trash their name. Maybe you could get your PS5 finally. Hey. It's like, hey, here, here's a hint. It's like, we, we can not trash the product. And, uh, hey, Five know. Gum, I stream on Twitch, sponsor me. I'd be surprised if Five Gum were listening, but I'm not going to plug them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Stop saying the name. Three flavors, Cool Mint, Pomegranate, Watermelon, and Tropical Punch. Why are we so obsessed with Five Gum tonight? <laughs> so much more happening. I mean, I'm just finishing reading this because it's <laughs> funny. Because Blake found the thing. Is it? Is that all part of the Razor rebranding of it though? Are they like rebranding all of their gum to Razor? Uh, no, this is like a <laughs> special edition. Sort of like how they had Five Gum Adamantium when one of the X Men movies was coming out. Uh, it's apparently a movement. We banded together with some of the renowned gaming. Inf- oh, that's going to be annoying. Oh, it's no. gonna have the picture of Ninja's face on it, just doing the Fortnite dance in front yeah. of you. Oh no, not Ninja! Just flossing in front of you. And it's like, anyway, that's that's probably all we're gonna talk about for yeah. Fortnite ever on this show. Just yeah, that, that's that it. Is, you you have mentioned the top streamer of Fortnite, and then that is it. It's it's either Never that again. or Fortnite has a new skin. I don't know what it is. I haven't played it since it first was launched, and it wasn't really. I think the game. latest skin that had some issues with it was the God of War skin. It's like, oh, they ruined Kratos' character. And it's like, have you played any of the original games? You could dress him up as a fish in one of them. <laughs> or I, a chef. I just, <laughs> I just enjoy the fact that like people was like, this game is broken because the skin is broken and the hitbox has changed. And you're like, I, I don't care. Good for you. <laughs> That's not yeah. how that works, but sure. I mean, the only other Fortnite thing is, hey, they're doing a collaboration with DC Comics, apparently, and Batman. Funny to hear <sighs> they got beat out by Ruby by Rooster Teeth. Which I really is like a fraction of the popularity. I really hope they don't ruin Batman. Well, I mean, while we talk about mainstream games, you might as well touch on Warzone briefly. I know they've had an update to yeah, fix fa- major bugs. Uh, they removed a infinite stim glitch, according to um, <laughs> someone I've been talking to recently. Another thing that I also... I was The only way I know this, I've been browsing through Snapchat stories that I've occasionally come across gaming-wise, and I think one of them was there was like a way that you can completely skip the whole drop process and you'd have a massive head start on everyone else. 
You don't even have to like parach- parachute in. in. No, no parachuting in. You're just down on the ground. Probably picking them off from the sky. Sort of like that one glitch on um, Polis in Among Us where you can just start moving immediately at, and you can like leave the drop pod before anyone sees you. So you can skip any possible accusations. If no one sees you, go to the um, key task that everyone gets if someone has it. Oh, there's a, there's a lot of games that have recently come to like come to light almost out of nowhere. I mean, Among Us has been absolutely huge throughout this pandemic. Uh, Full Guys had its moment briefly. I've yeah, it sort of died out very I, quickly. I tried, to play, that was I tried to play this morning. There was no one else on the server. It's season three. No one actually knows. But yeah, that still exists. And then they, they made their money. That, that's they made the their money. They're happy. Well, and then Valheim as well has become very big, very Full Guys is still updating. I think they're getting like some Nintendo stuff soon. No, they've, they've got content. It's just I've, I was like, you know, I'm going to play a game earlier for the hell of it. And, you know, there was nothing there. No yeah. one was playing. It's, it's not. It's not to say that they're not. They've abandoned the game. It's just to say that no there's not playing many players. The games, yeah. the games are abandoned, but the player base is a lot smaller because yeah. I think people moved on to their like, own stuff. Like I don't. Boss. I don't see any of the streamers I watch on uh, YouTube. Just just the highlights. I can't be bothered <laughs> watching a whole stream, honestly. Um, but a lot of them used to put in. They were playing Among Us for some of their clips, and well. That, that seemed to have stopped a number of months ago. The only people who really do it these days are the ones who have modded it to have additional game modes. But I'm going to guess that'll probably change when the um, Stickman Saga update comes out. The Stickman map. Henry Stickman, yep. I guess really, like, really, really big um, streamers can still do it sometimes. But yeah. The ones who don't need to be on the bandwagon in order to make a living. The know? ones who could say, you know what, I'm going to play... Uh, well, old re- older relevant games these days, and then still have people watching and say, "Oh yeah, I remember the nostalgia trip of this game." Go play Pong. That might do it. <laughs> <laughs> the original FIFA game, FIFA '94. <laughs> Wouldn't that be basically yeah. the same as playing a modern one, though? No, it, there's actually surprisingly for everyone who complains about FIFA having no difference. You're probably right. In the last three or four years, nothing's mm. changed. But FIFA International Soccer '94. If you watch any game highlights from that, it was pretty much. It was revolutionary at the time, but nowadays you look back at it and it's completely unplayable. You can, like, as a goalkeeper, you kick the ball back in your own net because the controls are just that weird. <laughs> Fair so, enough. you know, that's probably more exciting than playing the newer and newer editions because you can't do that yeah. anymore. What console was that on, anyway? GameCube, oh, probably. Well, that'd have been, like, the original PlayStations and the GameCube. And mm. God, I remember... Um, and that's somewhat, our FIFA sorry. done for the year as well. No yeah. need to talk about that. <laughs> uh, I remember somewhat... Recently, I bought and decided to play through um, Lego Star Wars again for the first time in years. Which one? Uh, full Saga. Complete so, Saga. What a game yeah. that was. One, two, three, four, five, six. Um, the only ones I'll acknowledge. <laughs> I had to rebind my attack key to my mouse because jump was like H or F. <laughs> I, I do remember. I, I got it on my uh, PC not too long ago because it was on sale for like eight bucks. I'm like... I remember playing this on the DS, and it was classic. And oh, then yeah. DS, wow. Yeah, I know. And <laughs> I was like, oh, the controls were all weird. I'm like, this is not like every game released after the year 2015 where you can pretty much guess the controls. But you like, yeah. you press escape, you go to the control menu, and it's like, who came up with this? And it's like everything's everywhere. And there's the no continuity to it. I had to cheat to get it working for myself <laughs> because I couldn't rig attack to my left click but because I use a gaming mouse, 
I could rig a unused button to one of my spare buttons by <laughs> left click. Close enough. And jerry-rig it that way. I, I, I mean, I was playing LEGO Star Wars 3 not too long ago as well. I, I think that was released after the complete saga, I think. It should be anyway. The graphics is so much better. Mm. But it's all, I, I mean, on control, on a, using a controller or the DS, it just makes a lot more sense. Yeah. yeah. And I suppose with the end of that, we'll come to another music break. You've been yeah. listening to Unity Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9.
Got to brush my teeth in the morning Running late as always And through the day I'm yawning You still think I'm okay Welcome back to UNI Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. And big news for uh, Elder Scrolls fan. It is not Elder Scrolls 6, unfortunately. It is a Skyrim board game. And not a Monopoly knockoff this time. It's not an Monopoly. actual proper board game. It is, it is actually a board game, not Monopoly or any other regular party game. But, you know, Todd, we, we, we want our Elder Scrolls 6, Todd. <laughs> Not another Fallout. Give us the Elder Scrolls, Todd. We know you have it. No, not another update for online. I think the problem is with Bethesda, obviously. They're quite good at having rushing, like, they rush games in. 
I think wasn't it Fallout seventy six didn't have <laughs> voice lines for like a year on some of the characters in the game. It's like the NPCs is, didn't talk. No, there yeah, were no NPCs. This is basic there were robotic stuff. NPCs, and they still didn't talk. It's like it's basic stuff. I reckon for some like for something that big that everyone's really hyped up about to give a product like that. Oh, that's a pretty big blunder for the developer. Hmm. So yeah, the board game it says here. Uh, it's supposed to be an epic cooperative board game of adventure across Skyrim for one to four players. Sounds interesting. So, so I don't are know if you this all is... the Dragonborn, or are you like part of the Blades Guild, or it's Skyrim together, but you're within strangling distance of your co-play- co-players. As long as I can see someone getting yeeted by a, a giant in the first thirty seconds of gameplay, <laughs> I'll be happy. That'd be pretty beautiful. There's like an action card that says uh, "Norse Space Program." Uh, <laughs> throw your character token at the roof. And if you land back on the board, you don't die. <laughs> uh, that just brings me back to when you could like modding Skyrim was like a really popular thing, and there was that yeah. mod that let you change your character's skin, and you mm. can become a giant. But it was like the laggiest thing I've ever tried. That's to not do. a mod. Mm. That's console commands. You could still do that. Oh uh, yeah, console commands. Yeah, yeah. console commands. All similar things. Definitely with console commands, you can give yourself literal dragon shouts, yes. like the shouts the dragons use. They are just spells. Dragons use spells, not shouts, by technicality in the game's mechanics. Because guess what? Their magicka bar is how they use breast weapon. So if you hit them with enough electricity... They um, cannot breathe on you, yes. Yeah. Uh, you learn something every day with Skyrim, I guess. <laughs> and also with enough magicka absorption, you can just sort of stand there and be like, you only make me stronger. <laughs> it, no. it, it so is if you're a red incredible. guy, you just win. Yeah, basically. <laughs> it, or it, if you take the time to go and do the Spellbreaker mission... Because it's got like nine, like it's got a really large amount of health on its ward when you bring up the shield, and it's more than the higher highest level dragons can do in a single breath weapon. So, so it's just like yeah, you could just bleh, absorb it and then no, uh, give them a shield bash once they try to bite you. It is quite incredible. How, like even what ten, it's got to be like ten years or more since Skyrim was released. Uh, we're approaching ten years. Approaching this year. ten years, and you you know you're still figuring stuff out from people because the game's so expansive that you know everyone's played different ways, and sometimes paths just don't cross at all, and you completely omit certain details. So the common meme with it is everyone always does stealth archer and nothing else. <laughs> No, I'm a mage over here. I play. I 24/7 play con- mage day. Conjuration mage because. And when you play a Conjuration Mage in high difficulty, make a bow. <laughs> the only the only problem with that, that game is that the very first quest, Bleedful's Barrow. It's just you pl- when you want to start a new like game, going through that for you know the fifteenth, sixteenth, yeah. Oh no, going through Elgin's fine. It's the Bleedful's Barrow when you go and get the um Dragonstone. The Dragonstone Barrow. I just did it before I go to Dragon. Yeah, you've got to do it that way, but it's still a tedious thing to just, just start walk the in, sharpening your sword. You know what's Morning, happening. gents. Bang, bang, bang. You know what's I'm happening. You, you know every twist and every turn of Honestly, that dungeon. It, it gets to the point where you just either get a mod to bypass it or just put it on novice until you get out of it. And like, I've had enough. I can't be bothered. Mm. I, I, I still play through it normally, but like, yeah, it does get tedious, but. I also use an alternate start mod so I can skip Helgen so I don't have to sit on the cart and hey you But you miss the awake. hey you finally awake. It I will get the heat changing mug if I want it. it. It can give you a uh, it can be a bit of a double edged sword that mod. So I play around with it as well now and again. I picked I wish to spawn at a tavern somewhere. They picked Solstheim. Yeah. <laughs> that hey, would look, be horrible. Yeah. I, I said I was attacked and left for dead. Solstheim. Get screwed. 
And I think that might have actually been what I picked as well. And I had to run past all the ash spawn without getting killed. Yeah, because that's good. Spawn, you don't go, don't go to Soul Sun until you're level 10 at least, because otherwise that's ash spawn wreck unlocks. you. <laughs> There's a lot of um, yeah, weird mods for Skyrim these days. Mm. Oh, just some of them sound really interesting. Like, these days, that always these days. has been. Well, they've been. always been around, but like. I saw one for rebuilding Helgen. I'm like, yeah, that could be interesting, but it's like not compatible with these mods, and there's mods you want to use in your. Oh, mm. never mind. One of the first mods I remember seeing was Macho Man Randy Savage replacing all the dragons. Oh yeah, I remember seeing <laughs> oh, and that. Oh, Thomas the Tank Engine. And Thomas the Tank Engine. Oh, uh, becoming the Brony instead of the Dragonborn. Brony. Yeah, yep. seen that. Uh, the, modern, um, the modern community is great though, isn't it? Sonic the Hedgehog yeah. is a race and as a follower. <laughs> there's a mod that allows you to be a chair. Like, your face is a chair. Oh, uh, yep. <laughs> I don't know why. The chair board. Like, those various shout mods that turn people into, like, objects like balls and just completely useless things. I've one Mods of we can actually <laughs> kill everyone. How, how about, how about the, the madness children? shout? Anybody know the madness shout? The Shale Gorath Call of Madness shout. Yes. yes. <laughs> the, all the three words summon a, a storm of cheese wheels <laughs> flaming <laughs> down from the sky. The first one summons a Shia Gorath avatar to fight for you, like using the um, Sanguine Rose. Uh, the second, using two words causes an AOE Wabbajack effect. Oh, the Wabbajack was uh, Wabbajack was yeah. great. I loved using that. Just When you got to a point in the playthrough where you're like, I'm just going to mess about for a bit. Just get the Wabbajack out and just start poking it around yeah. people and just hope Turn a rabbit into a giant. You're just standing there at your stall ah. in the middle of White Run. Ah, it's what a lovely day. Oh, look, there's the Dragonborn. Why has he got that weird three-faced staff? Pink. Oh, dear God, the world is quick-saved. Boop. It's like, the world is quick-saved. It's like, my wife is a Dramora. What? <laughs> if, if the NPCs had feelings and all of a sudden they were like, just, oh, the game's on pause. We're in trouble, boys. Strap yourself in. This is going to be a wild ride. Game's it's, on pause. As soon as they see a Off fast... pause. Kaboom. As soon as they see the fast-traveling Dragonborn and then quick save, like, oh, no. Oh, uh, no. no. It's, what are you looking at, punk? Quick save. Oh, no. <laughs> what have I done? Well, just in the middle of battle when you're using your health restoration and the other person's like, oh, for God's sake, I was so close. No, and you eat the food in front of them. You That's eat the mad food in front of them. Just apples and cheese. Or, or, you've... or you do stealth and scoring by just putting the bucket on someone's head and just like, you can't see me. You get the kid in white run brace who is like, hey, I'm not scared of you. <laughs> it's like, it's like installs the killable children mod. Like, well. Or if you become the high king of Skyrim, you just put him into forced labor. <laughs> More good old the chickens just walking past them and they just die. And like five five coin bounty and everyone wants you dead. It's a chicken. I've got five coins. Just don't try and kill me. I'll pay off my bounty. It's okay. It's a chicken. <laughs> Unfortunately, you cannot pay off the people of Riverwood when there is no guards. That's that's the problem, isn't it? Because you always kill that chicken in Riverwood, either on purpose because you miss KFC or by accident because you just walk It could be an it. accident if you walk into the uh, lettuce cart and just push it into the chicken and collision makes it dead. <laughs> or, you kill your, or you, you kill yourself. About. I never killed a chicken in, in Riverwood. I never did. So I know like, what you're I talking know, about. <laughs> I know people that, that did. I think sometimes you're like, oh, I need food. I better kill the chicken. And then you're like, ah, I shouldn't have done that. It's more like, oh, wait, this isn't a survival game. I can just sort of mm. walk around and never sleep, never and, eat. Oh, I guess it is survival to some extent, because if you yeah. die, it's a bit less survival. Inconvenient. It's a bit inconvenient, <laughs> isn't it? Look, cave. Ah, there was know. a mod I, in, I installed for a time just to test out there was a survival mod that meant you did have to eat and drink and such. 
I played enough Minecraft to know that if you added in the complexity of the world of Skyrim, that would be challenging. It's just that uh, I was using alternate start as well, and I decided to start in a Forsworn camp, and I'm like, I'm in the middle of nowhere, and when you run out of, it's like when you're starving, your stamina is like halved, just about. Mm. And it's like, ah, uh, I can't said, go anywhere. At least I didn't kill you. <laughs> well, no, because that was a friendly force one camp because of how you start. No, I mean, like, the food. Oh, I know. Well, if you, I didn't eat raw chicken, but I imagine there's a downside. <laughs> I just remembered a fun conversation I had with Pat, like, ages ago, talking about how every golden rule in a video game, like, you know how games have, like, that one golden rule you tell people without context? It's all, it always starts with don't. <laughs> Minecraft, don't dig straight down. Skyrim, don't kill the chickens. Undertale? Don't kill everyone. <laughs> but, like, you could, though. You could. For the mothers out there, mm. don't tell me to turn off an online game. It's impossible. Just let <laughs> me finish up. I'll come to dinner. It's okay. I know it's there. There are very few games that allow you allow you to pause. Dota 2 is one of them, as far and as I'm concerned. And it's not for long. And you can pause for like five minutes before you get assessed with like an abandon. Like, well. It's better than others. 40 mm. second pauses. You know, well, I can't eat dinner in 40 seconds. It takes me that long to get down to dinner. It's just like, hey guys, I need you to pause for a sec so I can have a bite to eat. Oh, yeah, what's up? <laughs> okay, I'm done. It's not You can't consume a chicken with like completely that's got the bones in still in like two seconds flat he's, when you're prepping weak for a, man just use your teeth and crunch it when, when you're prepping for chicken, a, sorry. Yeah, just go crunchy when you're prepping for a long night of dota so you prepare your dinner in a puree machine <laughs> oh. <laughs> or just use the What's new dinner, mom? oh yeah roast chicken and vegetables chuck yeah. in the blender <laughs> actually that that sidetracks me to a point of like i was looking up Someone was asked a question about kinetic energy and how, oh. how could you how like you how, could, how much would you, you slap a chicken to cook it? If you can slap something and it, you know it generates heat, how fast would you have to slap a chicken like, to cook the chicken? It was like Mach five or something, wasn't it? Was it was like three thousand yeah. seven hundred mile yeah. an hour slap, and you Here's will be golden. Issue. It will be golden. The the thing with the slap and how the energy is given off means that it is impossible because if you're slapping it hard enough for the kinetic energy to cook it, the kinetic energy is just going to blow it up. There goes my hopes yeah. dreams of slapping the chicken. But it will be cooked. It will be cooked. Yeah. It will be cooked. It will just be spread out. And so if you, you do it in also, a closed box, but then you've you got chicken also, pieces. No, is what it, you've is, got is a bomb. No, is also you pieces, will be exploded. Is there even a surface that could withstand a 3,700 mile an hour slap? Like, Probably if you slapped on your kitchen table, it just go down to... Probably titanium. It goes to the void. I mean, you'd be punching faster than a bullet. You'd be slapping faster than a bullet. Yeah, you'd be going Mach 5. You'd need, like, a solid chunk of titanium. Like, not like a sheet of titanium, like a good old block. Or just, like, put it against, you know, the ground on, like, a piece of paper. <laughs> well, if anyone wants to know how to cook a chicken at that speed, I guess... I mean, it's, it's just possible. really rapid delivery. You slap it so hard, you send it to China. Just straight through. Like, it's not the slap that cooks it. It's passing through the core. If you send it to the Earth's core, it would cook pretty nicely, I reckon. Yeah. Mm, crispy. L- little crispy chart chicken. On, little crispy. chart on the outside, <laughs> but, like, put a bit of salt on that, you're fine. That dude, crispy. Nah, salt and a little bit of um, paprika. Just a little bit of a burn to the Secret end. herbs and spices. Yeah. Maybe a little bit of garlic, too. <laughs> mm. Garlic powder. Mm. Good stuff, good stuff. I hope you all have had dinner, because uh, <laughs> these guys talking might... Oh, I know I haven't. I haven't. <laughs> but, hey. uh, if, you, if you have had dinner, you're probably not missing out too much anyway, because I don't think charcoal chicken is that 
impressive these days. Sounds like a good brand name, though, for, like, Child Grilled Chicken. How did we get to food from gaming? Because uh, I guess you, you eat in gaming chicken. to some extent, like you do in life. Yeah, we were talking about... <laughs> Existential thoughts. <laughs> was that even a sentence? Okay. Probably. I, I think I can actually take the like train of thought from eating in Skyrim to... Poor, or was it... No, we went from straight from eating in Skyrim to slapping a chicken. Golden yeah. rules in gaming. Uh, don't ask me to pause multiplayer games. Slapping chickens. Uh, no, no, no. It was, pureeing um, your dinner so you can eat while playing. The KFC. And then chicken slapping yet. chickens. Yeah. By the tangent of the KF console. But anyway. It's, it's, the train is going that far wide. It's just the train from Psycho Creek. <laughs> we should, yeah. Yeah. That's just the train. We should pull the lever back on that and get back to the board games because there are a few other board games that we're apparently supposed like, well... <laughs> Well, the internet, or that, some journalist has said you should try. That could come up after a music break because we've been talking about food and Skyrim for uh, quite a while, honestly. <laughs> Might have to go hit the vending machine during the break. Yeah, well, you can do that. All right, you've been listening to Tune FM 106.9 at Uni Game Society Radio. I know you wanna be alone with me, but you've been waiting for the crowd to leave, so it's just you and me, and we can move freely.
Pretty stories up, it's night and day Never met, but I could guess your name you Said you reminded me of home And all of that time we barely spoke So lessons learned can quickly be erased Pouring forties down the kitchen sink All your talking, I can't hear me think Pushing, pulling, seize me on the Now that I'm on the run I think I got it wrong really all along You were just a masterpiece Masterpiece Chewing on Valium The jet is taking off I can feel the rust spreading It's a killer disease Killer disease To say it would hurt too much So I boil it down Bottle it up and drink it like a remedy No good for me And now that I'm on the run I couldn't let you in Now there's a lot to tell you So listen I was keeping you out Cause I've been hurt before Becoming a coward And I hate myself more I'm not proud Looking back now I had to run Now that I'm on the run Think I got it wrong Really all along You were just a masterpiece Masterpiece Chewing on Valium Taking off, I can feel the rot spreading. It's a killer disease, killer disease. To say it would hurt too much, so I boil it down, bottle it up, and drink it like a remedy. No good for me. And now that I'm on the run, no, I got it wrong. Really, all along, you were just a masterpiece, masterpiece. So with or without me, still felt you were drowning. With so I'm on the run Think I got it wrong really all along You were just a masterpiece Masterpiece Chewing on Valium The jet is taking off I can feel the rot spreading It's a killer disease Killer disease to Say it would hurt too much So I boil it down Bottle it up and drink it like a remedy No good for me Now that I'm on the run Welcome back to Uni Game Society Radio on Tune FM. What is 6.9? What is your favorite board game, Adam? I don't know if that called in. Uh, if it didn't, I just 
He yelled pretty much. What is your favourite board game as a joke? But, uh, <laughs> Not realising our time was up. <laughs> However, it is a genuine question. It is a genuine know. question I was going to ask. Because we were talking about board games before getting sidetracked about slapping chickens, but that's enough for, yes. that for now. <laughs> um, now, are we going to talk about board games we actually have or ones we're hoping to get later? I, th- I think like we could look at this in many ways as what you currently have, what you've seen that looks interesting, and like, what you might want okay. in the future even. Oh, I really like Risk. That's a board game. Oh, Risk is a great board game. Yeah. Risk very much strategy, very much uh, cutthroat. <laughs> and if you get in a stalemate with your brother, it will end in a fist fight. And it's usually <laughs> a very good place to, you know, hold off just above Australia and then own Australia in the <laughs> easiest way possible. I think I remember playing on phone with family back at, like, start of pandemic lockdown and everything. And I think I remember my dad attacking a place I had with like six soldiers and I had one and I held off and it's like wow that's why RNG that's why it's risk in it though it's just it's great because it's just completely random you can have an army of 24 and get killed by two people with spears it's like be gone be gone shoo shoo no <laughs> disallowed it's like you just you never know because RNG is that sort of thing particularly like sure there might be some sort of strategy of how you roll a dice but on your phone you're you're tapping the screen and it just sort of goes I mean, again like it's the random dice thing can it really truly be random like no if none of it can it's obviously got programming somewhere that determines it yeah. yes but you can't really make that argument about oh it's not truly random because it's the best thing you have at that point really yeah because it's the best option you've got at the time so yeah but the, the pandemic board game like obviously it's the pandemic's obviously been very topical but as a board game it is a very fun game to play I remember playing it over the last couple of years and you have to eradicate you know the diseases from around the world well it's a very (laughs) few of the board games that are actually uh, cooperative I feel most of them I know you you have to work together which is a rare and a lot of board games seem to be very you by yourself and there there is a very good strategy to it as well like you know everyone's got you know, they act as like the foreman or the scientist, and they've all got different abilities. And if you pick a rubbish lineup of abilities, then as and a team, you're, you're, you're already oh, failed. Blake, I'm back. Blake's back. <laughs> Blake's back. Let's get it trending on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag Blake back. Hashtag Blake's Blake back. Is Hashtag back. Blake's back. I'll be afraid if that actually shows up on my Twitter feed. It's what? Hashtag point. Blake's back. Yeah, but, um, yeah. but which Blake? You or uh, Blake Belladonna? But what, what other Blakes have been missing recently and all of a sudden just appeared? Yeah. <laughs> uh, Any, so anyways. as we were talking, we were just talking about our favourite board game we actually have. Fair enough. I gotta say, like, from my admittedly very low list of board games that comes down to two of them, Ruby Combat Ready and um, Betrayal at Baldur's Gate. Betrayal at Baldur's Gate is yeah. really good. Mm. Though um, Combat Ready is also fun. Uh, though I don't have all the villain decks yet, because I, I really don't want to have to order them from America, because the Australian Rooster store shut down last year. Oh. that? Shipping from America. Oh, it's a normal price thing, but then the shipping's worth, like, twice as much as the thing you're buying, and you're like, yeah. please don't do that. Just send it via the post. It's okay. <laughs> I, I don't need it to be, ex- like, here quickly. If I wanted it to be here quickly... I would go to, like, a physical retailer and buy it. Shame they don't <laughs> exist, though. Yeah, true. I mean, maybe Blackheart and Town and Armadale would maybe have something. But anyway, uh, Chris, what's your favourite board game that you have at the minute? 
my favorite board game. Putting you on the spot here, but yeah, no, that, <laughs> you that, have time to think about it. I feel like that, that is the topic that is going on right now, putting people on the spot. Um, favorite board game, favorite board game. See, the thing is, like, growing up with the sisters I had, it was, like, mostly Monopoly and such, but, but you, I can't say that win? I like... Did you ever win? There is no Rarely. winning Monopoly, you're just the last survivor. <laughs> Unless you have the green section. That was just my go-to. Just take nah, the green. No, 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 This is even a debate itself, isn't it? Where uh, you, reds and orange. Where you reds go and you own that corner. Green is like my section of death. My personal strategy was to pull out my DS and walk into another room. <laughs> That's a pretty good one. The, the void strategy. No. Go directly to jail, aka another room. Do not collect hundred bucks. I'm not playing that, that fight. Or like get all the utilities and airports. But yeah, that just that was just probably my most played of uh, childhood, but I mean, lately it's probably been Betrayal out of board games, just because it's mm. fun and that's something I've been playing somewhat regularly mm. games nights. I think, like, yeah. the way board so. games are, like, well, especially when you, like, when I was younger, I don't know if it's the same for you guys, but you started off with, like, you know, Uno, Monopoly, Scrabble, you know, all of this, all <laughs> the of this gateway basic, board the, games. the basic stuff. <laughs> the gateway board game. All of a sudden you end up going to, like, a proper board game shop and seeing, like, the vast majority of board games and how, like, they all have their own things. You've got ones that you you know, you know role-play. You've got ones that you loot treasures. It's so, like the variety you have is so much better than just making up words out of random alphabet soup. Yeah. And then you've got D&D, for example, which... <laughs> oh, and uh, speaking of um, somewhat cooperative board games and stuff, Adam, you'll be impressed to hear this. So while I was doing some updates on... Oh, no, crap, you were there for that. <laughs> the game of Clank on Tuesday. Yeah, I was there Clank? for that. Clank's good. Um, so, Joel, you'd probably know this then. Uh, Patrick's Curse of the Yellow Player Pieces. Oh, yes, that was good. It didn't actually bite him in the butt this time. It finally broke it. Oh, no. <laughs> it broke it. It didn't win, of course. Um, no, Black Patrick won. So, I think for, for no, a bit of background we context... We ran the time around on him while he was Yeah, but he won by points. How about we give some context but, to the For the background here. context, Clank's a game where you kind of go into a dungeon and you have to collect treasures and... Without the, pissing off the without dragon Without annoying the dragon, and by the end of it, you have to escape. It's a bit like... A, almost... That, what was it called? Jungle Run. That game like oh, for God. kids. You had to go in, get the treasures within a time limit and get back out. Otherwise, you just get locked in there. But, um, yeah. yeah, so Pat was always playing Yellow and we always had a bit of a joke going because Yellow was literally cursed for yeah, so long. The way it works, if you... Um, some of your cards say, add a cube of your colour to the bag. It's and, almost a lottery at that point yeah. as well, isn't it? Yeah. And... Um, Eventually, someone will clank, which is what you a dragon attacks, and you put all the collected cubes into the bag and pull out a certain number, be it two, three, or four. And Patrick's yellow always came out when I had none left, and he had about three quarters of his pile still. Yeah, you had like I had none. You had everything in the bag. Yeah, and there was honestly like a one in fifty odd chance that he was pulling out that one, and it was always the yellow. Yeah, <laughs> and I think there's like ten total or something, and there's a like a little strip that you put your cubes on when they land and when you get too far you pass out the dungeon I feel like Pat's method in Clank was like the start of the B movie yellow black yellow black yellow black yellow black yellow black <laughs> and I'm dead <laughs> um, uh, but speaking of board games and passing out very loosely connected Star- <laughs> right, I'm, uh, I've, I've, got a, I've got a segue to this I promise uh, Stardew Valley you pass outside your house obviously you get taken back to bed and get charged up board game <laughs> no but it, they, no this is where it segues pretty ingeniously because the Stardew Valley board game is currently on sale in America and I'm hoping it comes out to Australia because it does sound quite interesting okay 
I and think from what I've read about it, it's kind of like they've tried to capture the co-op experience of Stardew Valley and then make it a way of defeating uh, Jojo Mart within the town and kind of building the town the way you want. They've got the character cards, you build your own ultimate farm still. It kind of, it almost like they've got the video, like the video game, but just made it a board game. And so it, that's it your, does sound quite, I'd, yeah. I, yeah, I feel like that's, if you remember earlier, we were talking about like what we want. Yeah, that's your board game that you're uh, looking I think, forward yeah, to. I'm looking forward to seeing what the Stardew Valley board game's like. Yeah, for sure. What about you, Blake? What board game are you looking forward to? Um, I, I don't play a lot of them. Um, I, I'm kind of looking forward to, um, I guess, Bunkers and Badasses from <laughs> Borderlands. Wow. Because Chris is going to buy it and force the rest of us to play it with him as the tiny team. DM, sorry. And there goes Chris's answer to this question. Well, yeah. <laughs> Here's the thing, though. I still need to get um, Blake, Patrick, and another friend, Hayden, uh, to play through the Tiny Tina DLC of Borderlands 2, which is a shame that it's taken this damn long, but uh, we'll get there. We're mm. all back in Armadale now, except for Hayden, but he doesn't have a life anyway. Um, oh, this is he bad. won't this be listening. Anyway. Session, <laughs> anyway, uh, yeah, Adam, so what are you... Looking forward to a game and um, the, oh, I'm looking forward to the Darkest Dungeon board game. Oh it yeah, was, that was a thing. Yeah, okay. it, was, it was up on Kickstarter for a month or so last year. In round, did we try that out on Tabletop Sim? Or if that was a thing? Well, no, because it's still in Kickstarter. <laughs> okay. Good old Kickstarter. Well, someone else made a Darkest Dungeon thing and put it on Tabletop uh, Simulator. Okay. And like, maybe the final question might be a bit better for you. If you like. From your knowledge, I know there might be board, ge- board games related to games that you don't know of, but like, what video game would you might most want to see as a board game or what you think would work really well as a board game, just uh-huh. in general? Uh, I'll answer it in a second, but I've, that, that's actually been an excellent um, segue <laughs> to something we've been trying to do, and I apologize for this not working last week. We will put this up on the Facebook as a question, and if you would like to put your own input on it, feel free to hop onto the Uneg's Facebook and pop a comment on it. Yeah, we, um, we really need, like, a segue kind of jingle. Yeah. Because we take a lot of them. Or just the train's derailed again. Yeah. It's just like the Thomas the Tank Engine honker thing. <laughs> but, yeah, I'd choo love choo. to see a um, an Underdale board game would be fun, but it probably wouldn't work. Um, mm. Maybe a Persona 5 board game. Okay. That, that could be fun, or even just... Like, Persona in general. I feel like a number of JRPGs you could put into a board game standpoint because mm. turn-based combat is the name of it, usually. Like, you could do a deck-building game for Persona 5 where you build up, like... Sort of like in Clank where you can, like, pull mercenaries, but you pull your Persona and can use them and other spells and items, like in Clank. Or even just like a Persona 5 themed Monopoly <laughs> with the different dungeons. That's the easy way out, just saying let's let's rig a Monopoly. Just I reckon you could do so much more than just make like selling your soul to the Monopoly game. Yeah, true. <laughs> but hey, it'd certainly be on brand. Pokemon Monopoly. But there's been every kind of Monopoly. Monopoly. AC DC Monopoly. Holden Monopoly. Ford Monopoly. Two types of Dragon Ball Z Monopoly. Harley Davidson Monopoly. Pirates of the Caribbean Monopoly. Family Guyopoly. Monopoly in every language. Simpsonsopoly. Game of Thrones. 
Monopoly, baseball Monopoly, Australia. Lord of the Rings, Harry Potter. Yep, probably <laughs> they probably all got them. I don't even have half. We could we could fill a whole Monopoly. We could fill mm. a whole two hours with this, but you know that we would shouldn't. be the most boring game of show that we probably ever put out. Just listing every Monopoly ever made. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Who can list Monopolies the most? <laughs> I mean, it wouldn't be the weirdest thing we've done. It I would be like. I once spent half an hour doing the math on how much it would cost to buy every content pack for Sims 4. It yeah, was but almost like, $1,000. It does depend if it's on sale or not, though. Yeah, we were ignoring sales. I think it's like it's almost a worth thing. I've been buying a few Sim 4 packs. I've got the game free with the Xbox uh, Ultimate. Hmm. But it's like it's picking and choosing the right packs because there are some that you're like, okay, this is cool. Like Seasons, for example, is one that you probably should get. Which shouldn't be a paid DLC. Which, none of them should be paid DLCs. You can't buy cats and dogs. It comes with the game when you purchase it now. But anyway, that's EA being EA. Okay, so cool. It's $875 instead of 900 <laughs> We just saved you uh, 25 bucks there. Hey, <laughs> look at that. Well, essentially, like, every, everyone can just read the Sims DLC and say, you know what, this doesn't sound good, this sounds interesting. But like, or you could just wait for The Sims 4 to become irrelevant and then buy The Sims 3 keys secondhand from like, an online store. And I got, like, The Sims 3, all the good DLCs are about 10 bucks. Fair, fair. Back to topic. Back to topic. <laughs> Joel, we, we what video game do you reckon would you make a good board game? Or uh, you'd like to see a good board game? I'd, I'd like to see a good board game of Prison Architect, to be honest. I think oh. the, the ability to, like, I don't know, like, almost... Uh, there's a few kind of games where you like almost Doc is uh, sorry um, Betrayal on House Hillside where you flip the cards and kind of build the prison and then you try somehow try and escape it I think that would be quite interesting to figure out okay and, like someone builds a prison and they're the warden and then everyone else tries to escape the prison you know almost going through the routine kind of thing I think something like that could work quite well any further input Chris on what you think would video, video game board games um, what would you like to see I reckon there could be something in making a pandemic-style thing of Overwatch. In sense, in Overwatch, there are, at the moment, as far as we know, two so-called evil, evil factions being Talon and Null Sector. So that's two things you could try and you know, wipe from the board in a war-style game, perhaps. Don't know how it work, works out completely, but I don't think I've heard of a game like it. Hmm. Like pandemic style because like you don't want them to take over too many places. I do think you can but kind you of know. use an existing game and then say, you know what, if you kind of marketed it with an a video game, like a board game style with a video game, they could kind of work well together. And then it makes it a bit easier than trying to come up with an entirely new concept on the fly. Yeah, mm. yeah. Have have a basis and just build on it. Yeah. Like that would just make it easier. Um, uh, with that, we'll probably go to another music break. Uh, you've been listening to Tune FM 106.9, Uni Game Society Radio. Took me to meet your mother. I know your favorite color. You know what I've been listening to. Everything was music around you. We spent our days by the seaside. You only saw me in good light We spent our nights by the seashore Now I don't know where you sleep anymore We both lived under the flight path Watching the people fly past But then you moved away And now I watch the planes by myself by 
Welcome back to Uni Game Society Radio on TuneFM 106.9. So, as we've only, Uni has only just started back up again, but that doesn't mean uh, games nights now don't get to start up again. And with that, potentially other events we might have on further on. So our games nights are coming back on uh, tomorrow back. night at six o'clock at the Stro, as we've always had Tuesday night six o'clock. Six o'clock running to roughly about ten o'clock. But this is not the weekly plug, by the way. Expect another plug of the it's this exact same thing in like half an hour. There'll be another one, don't you worry. It's been too long since we last said that, hasn't it? Yeah. I know. But you know, it's well, been several months since been we a ran week the game. Since time. I last had to plug. I know, but it's it's surreal being back up here and having the ability to run Gamer Society again. Yeah, it's good. It's good to be it's, back. It's good to be back here. It's very good to be back. So one thing we were think, thinking about running, which I suppose we can get your opinion back on uh, if you post on our Facebook page, is possibly running a trivia night at some point if we can get and get it allowed. Because we were just talking in the break and we have loads of questions we could come up in a reasonable time. Lots of themes we could do as well, you know, nostalgic consoles, uh Best-selling games. Nintendo. Just Nintendo, Nintendo characters. <laughs> Anything in Nintendo. General gaming knowledge. Who is the oldest character of these? Which what Minecraft is the Konami code? Which Minecraft Konami code? Konami or the release date? Health? That's the thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, what, what was that question, guys? Oldest character, canonically or release date. Fair that's enough. What, that's what <laughs> How many characters Here's are currently in Smash Bros. Ultimate? What was the first Pokemon? <laughs> oh, no. It's a... It's, Boy, that's by the that moment three answers. Rhydon, Arceus... Um, and Mew. Mew, and there was one other, because there wasn't that Charmander. Kyogre? Yeah, I think it might have been Charmander, because first in Pokedex, first designed, the by law, the first Pokemon, and... The genetic ancestor The genetic of ancestor Pokemon. of everything, yeah. It's just there's too many answers. But Maybe yeah, it's something, something we, hmm. uh, we've been thinking about doing. We can see what we need to get that going mm. I think yeah we're definitely looking to make more of our social media page throughout this year because we feel that you know we appreciate like and I, I speak on this I've been on this show twice now but <laughs> <laughs> we do we do you appreciate opinion, you have a strong opinion Joel. we do appreciate people like listening to this obviously um, we enjoy talking about all of this random stuff we talk about but you know we'll try and get you know questions from the show so for example I think tonight we're going to ask you about video games you'd be interested to see as board games yep we'll try and get those things in for you to have the discussion about on the Facebook we'll also try and look at um, <laughs> like we'll try, sorry we'll try and look at you know future topics people want to talk about and I'm going to pass over to Blake because it looks like his hand's <laughs> about to fall off <laughs> primary school stop. yes miss yes yes Blake do you have a question then? yes Blake I so, see you at the front there shut up <laughs> I'm going to be a teacher, so i got to get practice in. <laughs> so I was looking through some uh, gaming news on The Verge, and I found a couple of things that could be interesting just to hurl out there because they're not major. Um, one of the free games supposedly revealed for this month in PlayStation Plus for PS4 and PS5 owners, Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh. Free. That seems very soon. Compared yeah. to release it. I mean, to be fair, the same thing happened with um, Eleven Fall Guys, uh, uh, which came out free on PS Plus the day of release. Huh. I think it's for a, a lot of games, it's trying to just get that out there. Because I, I remember on Gold, Gold Ultimate just released Wreckfest, I think. Fair enough. And I, I don't know how old that game is. I've only just really seen it. I thought maybe the last couple of years. But you know, there are still games a lot older than that that you won't be able to get. 
Yeah. Mm. Uh, another new game that's well, not really a new game, but one's been released lately and's been getting a lot of traction is uh, at Dead of Night, the horror game. Fair enough. Um, no, before yeah. we transition to that, there is one other thing I wanted to oh, mention. Yeah. Apparently, according to this article from the 26th, Sony will reportedly be enabling PS5 SSD expansion as of this winter for us. Summer. Finally. <laughs> God. I feel like having storage expansion is pretty critical given that most games these days, or like at least the big titles, um, is quite, quite a lot larger. Like you have, if you have GTA 5 and Red Dead 2 installed on mm. your console, that's like you, a quarter of your storage brick. gone. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, and let's not even talk about Warzone. <laughs> oh, that must have been horrifying for the people playing it. Mm. Uh, storage it was like, what, consistent though. 100 gig plus updates? Is that seriously what they, Oh my god. I think that's what's like almost with the updates, the Series X has kind of done something good with that, with the kind of it updates when you're not actually have the console on. So yeah. I had Assassin's uh, Assassin's Creed Valhalla. You know, I've been playing that for a bit. I haven't touched it for a bit. I should get back on it. It's a great game. If you no, haven't played not it to yet. talk Microsoft down too aggressively, but the PS4 already did that. Well, I mean, beggars can't be choosers. They're probably just stealing the bits, aren't they? But yeah, it, it was good to see there was a 16 gigabyte update and it was half done when I turned my Xbox on because it saved me having to wait, wait. a lot longer. <laughs> mm. Lovely time to be sunburned as soon as the mosquitoes are coming out. So yeah, if you're out at Lennox Heads at any time in the near future, wear sunscreen. If I didn't and I regret it. If you're out in the sun, just please wear sunscreen. Be be responsible. Be so this is the responsible section of the show. Be responsible, we, we've not like a, us. <laughs> we've had a fair few topics we've talked about tonight. Chewing gum, uh, being responsible, chicken slapping, slapping chickens, <laughs> uh, sun safety commercials. You know, this is all good stuff. If you want, if you want to hear more random conversations, just come out to games nights, and uh, you'll get to hear more. You can get me as in person and just look at us and go, "How are you existing? <laughs> how did How have I you get not this? faded away from starvation by living on nothing but instant noodles? Just remember when the light was turned on in here, and we were like, "Isn't it better with lights on?" Um, as gamers, you know, darkness <laughs> no. is our friend. You just exposed <laughs> us to this new outside world, and it's scary. Yeah. <laughs> My eyes had to react to the light, and it took a fair while. <laughs> Mom, I was the, melting in the Mom, get the G fuel, I'm scared. <laughs> use code fuel for 15% off. Well, I don't even know that's a thing. Don't try and use that. I mean, who knows, it might work, but also you'd be drinking G fuel, and that's not just that's just not good for you. <laughs> Neither as many drinks apart from water. <laughs> valid, valid. Well, there's another piece of friendly advice, folks. Just drink some water daily. And Stay hydrated. Fine. Hydrate before you dihydrate. <laughs> that works too. That's pretty catchy. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's been on the internet for like years. I was so on the slip, internet slip, slap. You still didn't listen to that. <laughs> you don't have to go for my throat like that. Man. <laughs> no cap, no play. Unfortunately, <laughs> bring back the primary school days. Oh <laughs> my god. <laughs> I was about to say it's not my fault, but it in fact is my fault. I look like the big red car from the Wiggles. <laughs> it is entirely your fault. Actually, I, I didn't grow up in Australia, so on the topic of uh, no hat, no play. I hated that rule. Did any of you get caught up by that rule yes. in primary school? Yes. Yeah, because I, I, resp- I was a good boy. Oh, good boy. <laughs> but I was thankful that I could just sneak off to, like, the corner of the, of the oval. It was shaded by all the trees. I just played there. Teachers still walk up and say, put your hat on. Don't have one. I'm in the shade. <laughs> Go away and Bye-bye. talk to someone else. <laughs> it, it always looked ridiculous at my second school because the girls all wore these straw-looking, like, picnic and hanging rock. Oh, circle top hats are like 
wide fancy brims. Oh. Meanwhile, the guys had to wear khaki. Bucket hats. <laughs> you go through the middle no, of the no, city and it's all just rubbish. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Like cowboy hats with like a school colored ribbon around the middle. Around the br- like middle of the brim. You what's what's funny is it's like, usually it's like the private schools that have those really fancy hats, but they yeah. kind of go all out on the hats, and then they put like a really cheap piece of plastic around it to get the school's colours. You're like, what is the point in making yeah. that hat if you're just going to? As like, a private school student, can confirm. Uh, winter came in high school, and you have to wear like a blazer at my old school. Same. Yep. It looked like a Bishop penguin Druid. that had like green paint all over it. I was just thankful for the jackets, like the jumpers I had at my public school. They were quite warm. Mm. Uh, good old public education. Unlike the teachers. <laughs> Unlike the teachers. <laughs> all, all the warm ones are at private school, are they? No, they're all teachers. They're all jaded and cynical because <laughs> people suck. Oh, no. Oof. Sorry to any teachers <laughs> listening. <laughs> sorry to the job. teacher sitting next to him. <laughs> I, I'm not I'm so sorry for sor- him. I'm sorry. Biology. I am tired and I came out of nowhere. <laughs> As tired Blake is angry Blake. I have, I have a feeling yeah. like angry. this time of the show with 20 minutes left, it just becomes kind of a no filter, just lazy. No, this, is the, this is the ramble section. This is well. the ramble this section. This is the responsibility slash rambly section. Uh, Wear sunscreen. We appreciate your teachers. Yeah. Um, I, I also appreciate teachers. Make and sure to like our page on social media as well. Yes. Well, on Facebook. I don't know how expanded we are with these Twitter pages and like. Snapchats and whatnot. As far as I'm concerned, we do not have a do Twitter. We, do we have a TikTok page yet? We do not have a TikTok page. <laughs> I was page. talking God. to Tanya about it. No, we're not, not doing yet. that. No, 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 no. We are not doing it. <laughs> Back Blake, to gaming. If you want to run a TikTok thing, that is yourself. <laughs> this, this will be pretty awkward when next week we're paging our things. TikToks. What um, is a game that's just recently come out everyone's excited for? Persona 5 Scramble. How long ago was Hitman released? Hitman uh, 3. Hitman 3 remake. Yeah. Uh, I would have said half a month. I'm, I'm done. That's for recent that. enough, yeah. I want to play that yeah. at some point. Chris? I feel like I haven't been playing many new games recently and I'm not looking forward it to it. It feels any. like that. It feels like we're stuck in a void of games that came out a couple of years ago. I keep going back to Overwatch and such, so, you oh. know. I, I've been playing Overwatch a lot recently as well. I Although mean, there, there is there Overwatch. Was that st- there was that stage where it became really toxic. There is Overwatch 2 news I can now. talk about. Is there? There is. That's cool. Um. There's a few diff- different things. So we've seen uh, pictures of a couple of uh, skill trees, which look reminiscent of Borderlands style, put oh. into Overwatch characters. This seems scary. I just wanted, like, essentially, with Overwatch 2, my hope was there'd be that story mode thing that people could do if they wanted the lore, blah, blah, blah. But if you wanted to just have your Overwatch experience you get from your main game, just have that there without trying to overcomplicate the whole thing. No, no, no. The skill trees are for PvE only. They're oh, only for the story things. No, 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 no. Okay. Except. No, 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 except. No, no, no. Do not ruin this for me. No one then. Do not ruin this for me. No one then. Do not show me the rubbish, you know, art Joel, style Joel, people Joel, are complaining about. Just a second. It's not. So, uh, Jeff Kaplan uh, had said he got asked by some people at the BlizzCon Online, BlizzCon Online uh, show, like, would they consider bringing the skill tree things to PvP? Oh, no. He, he said pretty much no. But, Thank like, God. if. Because they're not intended to be balanced. In no way are they intended to be balanced. However, if people wanted an arcade mode with them, go. they might do it. They might do it. That could be fun. But an arcade mode. So well, it doesn't count for anything. I guess, I guess arcade mode's already like that on Overwatch. Have you ever, like, when you've been queuing for a competitive game, ended up on, like, a tiny Overwatch server, where it's just you're in this one room and ults load instantly, and it's just people bombing divas left, right, and center? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's fun. Well, that is Workshop mode's a hell of fun. <laughs> Like uh, the recently we were playing clone, 
the clone game mode. That's fun as well. Is that one where you control an entire team? Yes. Yeah, I did play that one. That was fun. That's fun. Um, they, they don't quite aim exactly where you are, and it's a bit difficult sometimes. I remember playing as a bunch of Roadhogs. That was funny. It is quite easy to abuse as well, because obviously when one gets killed off, it's ultimate and its abilities cool down are a little bit different. So mm. I was pushing the payload alone as Zarya, and I was just able to constantly press the bubble the other person button. Yeah. And I would just constantly keep getting bubbled. And everything was just at different stages, and I was just able to walk through the team. But, like, who knows how much uh, energy the other Zaryas have? Oh, yeah. <laughs> the rest of the team have, like, no energy at all because they're just bubbling you constantly. But you're walking around, like, 100. I mean, they're, like the they're getting their energy, but it's like, you, you know. Because you are only controlling it as one because you are only seeing... Yeah, but obviously when you, when you fire, they all fire as well. And it's just a yeah. beam just blowing up something. I just, I just want to hear a, a governor above whatever she says for her ult. I can't say it. It's Russian. <laughs> I just want to hear that six do, times at the do, same time. Do you want to time. try it? Try and say it now? I would need to go look up the quotes. From memory, it's like a gone for the Tobna steam, but that's probably hopelessly wrong. It, it means like fire at will. That so makes sense. Well, yeah, because that's, translation. That's, that's the thing, isn't it? Because they say it in English when you're on the team that you're with. Or they say it in their, they na say it their in, native tongue. They say it in their language if it's... Unless it's diva, and it's just nerf this. There's there's nerf this, but there's, like, for example... Does that mean Roadhog's just squealing when he uses his... <laughs> Roadhog, he's just laughing. Roadhog's just laughing. He's a Kiwi, but, you know, they're not that. It's not that. I mean, he's a Kiwi. Yeah, but he's not just squealing, <laughs> is he? So, Graviton said, so... Ogon po togov... Gotonovsti... Self and hostile. So, yeah. Because in, in Overwatch. What characters is sorry? Zarya. Zarya. Her alt in Russian. Which means fire at will. Um, it's. Because in Overwatch, when you are playing the character, uh, they will say it in their language if it isn't English. Yeah. Um, however, if you are on the team. Then English. they will have a different voice line for it that is in English. There's a there's a few exceptions like there's a Hanzo skin that just has the the wolf hunts for his prey all the time regardless. Yep. And well, junk, junk rat's quite annoying because if you've got a team with a junk rat and the other team with a junk rat, and you hear the fire in the hole, but you like, just don't know who it is. So as a junk rat, you just got to quickly pump. My ultimate is not ready yet, and then they know. But it's like is that is, is this? Is, I don't know. Is there is different voice lines for each thing, so you can tell. They did recently add, add a voice line for Reinhardt for when your allied Reinhardt uses ult, so then you know it, you're not listening for Hammer Down, you're listening for, for the Crusaders as he shatters down. Mm. Which is a different thing. For the Crusaders, is, it's quite cool. Just Deus Vault. Yeah. <laughs> I think yeah. Reinhardt's one of the only ones I've ever actually played. I might have to honestly reinstall Overwatch. I was desperate for hard drive space, so I just kind of... Swept it under the rug. Yeah. Nuked Come the Come play some workshop games. I can bring you in Mario Party. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> it's beautiful. <laughs> I might as well just play the actual Mario Party. Actually, maybe not. It, it peaked on consoles that don't really work anymore. DS and Wii. Mm. Mm. Mario like... Party on the Switch is tragic. I have yet to try the yeah, Switch Yeah, half Mario the games Kart. are pretty bad. That's actually... A, that is a complaint about the Switch I have. As good of a console as it is, they seem to have gotten really lazy with their like home games. Like Mario and Sonic at the Olympics was rubbish. Um, I mean, it's also Mario and Sonic at the Olympics. Yeah, but they have had better games for the Olympic games. But like, look yeah, at the Nintendo Wii one. The I Wii might one be, was quite good. I might be biased because that's the only one I played. But like, the London 2012 one was excellent. 
Okay. 2016 they didn't do, and 2020 was not that good. <laughs> then they did about their 500th new Super Mario Bros. title, which was probably another remake. The cat one. Yeah, I think yeah, well, they, the, they pretty much just remastered it it's again. It's like 3D World Bowser's Fury or something like that. Uh, no, no, not yeah. that one. The one before it. You know, they had New Super Mario Bros. Just New Super Mario Brothers Wii. 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 And then they did a similar thing New on Luigi the Brothers. Switch. Because um, it was like New Super Mario Brothers on the DS. New Super Mario Brothers Wii. New Super Mario Brothers Wii U. Each time it's all like the same game with a few extra power-ups sprinkled in. The yeah. DS version and the Wii version, I liked. Yeah. The Switch version I sold very quickly for about its price because Switch games just don't lose value. That's what I like. You buy a game, it's rubbish, and you can sell it for about a five-buck loss. It's yeah. pretty good. Because they never go on sale, so you can never find it somewhere for cheaper. Exactly. That's also, they're surprisingly expensive. Though I'm, I'm appreciating... There's a little cartridge as well, isn't it? Yeah. Like, for some reason, I was under the impression they were slightly more expensive than a PlayStation game. But upon going and picking up my copy of um, P5 Strikers or Scramble, depending where you're from and where you've looked, they're actually a little cheaper than a first, like a, a new release PS5 game by like five bucks. But it's still kind of but sad the, con- that, like, the controllers are more expensive than a PS4 controller. Something it, I'm upset like about in games. Sorry to rant nah, on this. I'd hate how they got rid of the little booklets inside the cases. Oh, they were good. Yes. Yes. They were so nice. I think. Um, <laughs> Rockstar is still quite good at things like that. They're kind of like having the maps. It's just something, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. There was a thing I saw, actually. But on how, how good was like When you open your Pokemon games back on the DS, and it had that little booklet. Even yes. though you never read it, it was just kind of a really nice nostalgic yeah. feeling to have um, it. I was having on one of my old games, too, and pulled out the book. It was like, oh, it has handwritten notes from the characters. Yes. Assassin's Creed 1 did that. It was an actual operations manual for the, for the Animus. Oh, oh yes. yes. Yeah. There was a thing on no, Steam when I opened Borderlands 2 at one point or went to Borderlands 2 on my Steam library and saw that uh, they actually put in that uh, little uh, booklet on on Steam. So obviously it's not a physical book, but it's, it's on there enough. to have a look at. It's, like, it's nice to oh, have okay. it, though. It's nice to have it again. I mean, I think obviously physical copies of things are dying, but there is something nice about having that physical copy. Yeah. But yeah. for that physical copy, you want the book with it as well, or like yes. a little... A little kind of little wholesome momentum. little message, yeah. even if it's yeah. a game about like, killing like, people. I know, that, I know that I could buy Nintendo Switch games online and just download them to the thing, but okay. I could also have them in a case, and then I could show off a collection. I definitely feel there is kind of a oh, for me anyway. I don't know how you'll feel about this, but like there are games where you're like, I'm definitely going to buy a physical copy of this versus it doesn't matter. For like the Jackbox games, for example, I'm not even sure they do physical copies. Probably so I'm, not. I'm more than happy to just buy the digital one. But for something like Mario Kart. You know, Mario Kart, uh, is it 7 or 8 on the Switch? 8. 8 on Switch. I would never think about buying it digitally. I just want the physical disc or the the cartridge. I've always been a physical medium kind of guy because I don't have a lot of money to spend on hard drive expansions. So I prefer grabbing the disc because it lets me save hard drive space to fit more games on. Mm. And that's where Nintendo on the DS, they did have that really good system of the cartridge was saving the data. However, yeah. on the Switch, they've gone for internal storage systems and... Which you can expand with an easily accessible can, SD card. It's very good, the way that... Well, it's Nintendo have been very smart about it. Because the Switch is like 30 gigabytes by default, which is absolutely nothing. They've got their branded ones, which is essentially just a regular SD card with Mario scrapped on the front, and it's $30 more. So they're getting money through that if people mm. want to buy it. But 
if you're listening now and you want to get a SD expansion for your Switch, just buy any old camera card that you can get from anywhere. Yeah, and it's make exactly sure it's a decent thing. size, not just like a 12 gigabyte one. You can get it cheaper as well. You know, yeah. if you wanted to sp- spend $60 on an 8 gigabyte authentic Nintendo one, you could spend that 60 bucks on your 12 gigabyte generic one and it would still do the same job. Hmm. Yeah. Or you could spend 60 bucks on a like 32 gigabyte or more SD card. Well, I don't know the current cost of SD cards. No, do we don't really need to. It's, it's just it's, examples. Yeah, <laughs> oddly, it's, oddly specific trivia on how much gigabyte, uh, how many gigabytes you can buy for money. We have also got an extra long segment, and we're coming to the end of the show tonight. Though I know it's, oh. it's very sad. It's a, I guess it's time for the plugs. I know. <laughs> um, Best part of the show. <laughs> yeah, make sure you like our Facebook page. Like, comment, subscribe. <laughs> Fo- follow what we're posting. We should also be adding a Discord link to that as well. Yep. So you'll be able to access our Discord to see if we've got any meetings or events coming up that we might not be putting on Facebook just yet. Uh, make sure to comment on the Facebook posts we've done about what, what uh, video game you think would make a good board game. We'll talk and about it next week on radio. we've got to do, but we'll be doing. Uh, we probably won't be putting last week's poll up because that's kind of pointless at this point. We didn't, uh, we didn't have a poll. Then. Also, I can't figure out how to get posts to work on Facebook we'll, yet. We'll figure it out. Yeah, it, will we'll be, figure it, it will be there probably, Don't worry. hopefully by the time you listen to this, unless you listen to it live. It will probably whenever we haven't be done it by tomorrow. Yeah. Tomorrow, um, yeah. maybe by games. Don't, Don't worry. I've already put up the question from today. Okay. It'll be there. We promise. Well, then that's it's fine. There. You've already put the question for today. Yeah. Um, come to UNE Games Night tomorrow at 6 o'clock at the Stroh. Other than have... that, we'd love to talk to you about what you'd like to see on the show, what you know, what mm. we feel we do well, what we don't do well. Is the chicken slapping relevant, of course? <laughs> um, <laughs> always. Always. Are random tangents appreciated? You, you or do you no want a more concise show? It's going to happen. <laughs> Would you like us to talk about more random stuff? Because do you want more music in it? <laughs> or you want more top, music? Topical breaks. music, you know? Do you, you want us to start trying to bring in some actual, like, game soundtracks or game parodies if we can? Or have a bit of a backing track for some things, or like the segway kind of thing. <laughs> <laughs> no, the, the, I, d- I don't have the voice no, for the... No, it's the Donkey Kong country songs. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, uh, make sure you stay following, because obviously we'll get with the... Uh, hopefully we can set up a trivia game side. It's all been said. Chris, you got anything else to say before we... Uh, Sign off. Uh, I don't suppose there's anything else. So yeah, Game Society um, on uh, Games Night on tomorrow. Uh, like us on Facebook, and if you want to be engaged, comment on the recent post there, and we will uh, we can talk about what you would like to be as your board game for next on next week's show. Right, and I suppose we're done. Yeah, Nothing thank else you to for say. Listening. <laughs> so, it's been a uh, pleasure to be up here again. <laughs> it's good good to be back in the seat and uh be good to be doing this regularly again. Hope it's so, a good year this year. Hopefully it better than last. <laughs> so thanks for joining us on UNE Game Society Radio on 106.9 Tune FM. I have been Chris. I've been Blake. I've been Adam before. I've, I've been talking too much, but I'm also Joel. <laughs> <laughs> and uh hopefully we can uh talk with you again uh next week. Bye for now. So long.